guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So where we last left off yesterday, we were in Daniel chapter one, and I purposely stopped in the middle of a verse. We were talking about how Daniel and his three buddies, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, or Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, depending upon where you're looking at. But anyway, they are, they're in the king's palace in Babylon, and they said no to the king's meat, stayed true to their covenants that they, that they wanted to stay true to in the midst of Babylon. And what happens is verse 17, it talked about how the Lord gave these young men knowledge and in skill in all learning and in wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and in dreams. In fact, in all matters, this is down in verse 20, in all matters of wisdom and understanding, King found them 10 times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in his realm. So Daniel happens to be really good at interpreting dreams. Now this is incredibly reminiscent of Joseph earlier on. There's so many different parallels here to where you've got a guy who is not in the place that he is comfortable with and he's found himself in the midst of the world. And what does he do? He stays true to his covenants and he's able to help out a leader when that leader is troubled. In fact, let's talk about him for a second. His name is King Nebuchadnezzar. And the guy's crazy. Let's just put it out that he's he's impulsive. He's crazy. Many people say that he was just mentally ill in the way he dealt with people, especially. And you're going to see all of that through the through the rest of the book of Daniel. But you get into chapter two, and Nebuchadnezzar is having dreams wherewith his spirit was troubled and his sleep break from him. So what he does, he calls in all of the magicians and astrologers, and he's trying to just say, "You guys, tell me what my dream was." and the interpretation of it. And uh, that would be great if you could do that. The astrologers and the magicians are like, why don't you tell us your dream and then we'll tell you the interpretation. He's like, "Uh uh-uh, you tell me the dream and the interpretation. And they try to him-haw around about that to the point where he's just like, all right, let's just kill them all. (laughs) Again, he's very impulsive in the way that he acted. And so Daniel gets wind of this and he's just like, um, maybe I can help out this situation. In fact, you go down to verse number 17, it says, then Daniel went to his house, made the thing known to to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, that they would desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret, meaning what King Nebuchadnezzar dreamed about, that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men in Babylon. They were at at danger here. It's like, we're just going to kill them all. And Daniel's like, ah, perhaps I can help. Verse 19, then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision, and then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. So Daniel is able to be let into King Nebuchadnezzar's court, and Nebuchadnezzar's like, oh, great Belteshazzar, you know, you wisest of you young men, I want you to help me out here. Tell me what my dream was. And I love verse 28. There's a great statement here. There is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets. That's such a cool statement. And make it known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days. Thy dream and the visions of thy head and upon thy bed are these. And then Daniel proceeds to give the vision, which he sees this big, huge statue, which represents all of the different kingdoms. And again, like I said, there's this stone that comes in that is cut out of the mountain without hands. And what it does, it comes in and destroys all of these kingdoms. In fact, he goes into verses 44 and 45, which were very well known. In the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. For as much 
king, as thou sawest that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it break in pieces, the iron, the brass, the clay, the silver, and the gold, all of these worldly kingdoms, the great God hath made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter, and the dream is certain, and the interpretation thereof short. And Nebuchadnezzar sees Daniel, and he's just like, thank you so much for what you're able to give to me for this. Now, let's get some application of this here. I'm actually going to show you an older Bomb Bites episode. We're going back to section 65. A little couple minute clip I want to show you that I think plays very much into this and why this dream of Nebuchadnezzar should mean something to us. So watch this. So I want to show you a guy from church history, one of my heroes. Love this man. Look at a young, dapper Wilford Woodruff. So in 1834, Wilford Woodruff was a brand new member of the church, and he's coming into Kirtland, Ohio, and he has an opportunity to go to a meeting where Joseph is conducting this meeting in Kirtland, Ohio. In fact, let me show you a little clip of what this most likely was like. So here you go. In April of 1834, I arrived, a newly baptized member in Kirtland, Ohio. It was the first time I had ever seen the prophet Joseph Smith. We met in the street, and he invited me home with him. The next evening, the prophet called on all who held the priesthood to gather into a little log schoolhouse. It was small, perhaps 14 feet square, but it held the whole of the priesthood of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who were then in Kirtland. That was the first time I ever saw Oliver Cowdery or heard him speak. The first time I ever saw Brigham Young and Heber C. Kimball. The prophet called upon those present to bear testimony of this work. Those I have named spoke, as well as many others. When they got through, the prophet said, Brethren, I have been very much edified by your testimonies here tonight. But I want to say to you before the Lord, that you know no more concerning the destinies of this church and kingdom than a babe upon its mother's lap. You don't comprehend it. Okay, so can you imagine the entire priesthood of the church that were in Kirtland at the time in this small little house? Small, I mean, you can fit everybody. Not much bigger than this place here that we're dealing with. Um, and so what did Joseph understand that the others couldn't yet comprehend? Because he's just like, you don't know any more about the destiny of this church than a babe who's sitting on its mother's lap. You just, you cannot comprehend this. Well, go to section 65, verse number two. In fact, this entire section, all six verses is amazing. So verse number two, uh, the keys of the kingdom of God are committed unto man on the earth, and from thence shall the gospel roll forth unto the ends of the earth as the stone which is cut out of the mountain without hands. That's a reference to Daniel chapter two, uh, how it's going to go forth until it has filled the whole earth. So here's actually the whole quote from Joseph. You caught the, the first part of it at the end of the video, but let's continue it. So he says, I want to say to you before the Lord that you know no more concerning the destinies of this church and kingdom than a babe upon its mother's lap. You don't comprehend it. It is only a little handful of priesthood you see here tonight, but this church will fill North and South America. It will fill the world. I can only imagine as these guys are all sitting there in this small little log cabin going, Oh, really? Okay. North and South America. Wow. And then some, right? I mean, can you imagine these guys seeing the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints over 16 million strong? I mean, that to me, I, I, I can see how they wouldn't be able to comprehend that. 
Now, the cool thing about all of that is you and I get an opportunity to be a part of this great kingdom, this stone cut out of the mountains. Gordon B. Hinckley loved calling the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints the stone that was cut out of the mountains. Um, if you go over to Daniel chapter 7, it's a crazy, freaky dream. In fact, most of the rest of Daniel after about chapter 7, a lot of prophetic visions from Daniel. Chapter heading, Daniel sees four beasts represented as the kingdoms of men. He sees the Ancient of Days, which is Adam, to whom the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, will come. The kingdom will be given to the saints forever. You go down to a couple verses in Daniel 7, uh, verse 18. But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. You go down to 27. And the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and all the dominion shall serve and obey him. The beautiful thing is you and I get an opportunity to be a part of this kingdom. I am grateful for that. And we get to see, like I said, the unprecedented explosion in the growth of the church and what a blessing and an honor it is to be a part of that kingdom. And I am grateful for it. And I pray that you will also be grateful for your membership in the church and stay with the kingdom. I know that's true. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.